Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome as always. Thank you for joining us. Delighted to be spending our day with you. Hope you're enjoying your uh, week and your day. And thank you for finding us, however you did that. Tell your friends they can find us in many ways on uh, computerandtechnologyradio.com. Thanks to Hans, who is producing for us. We have that posted on the same day now, so that's uh, terrific. Hey, Mark, let's tell them a little bit about how great the show is. We have the the fun stuff of tech. We have the interesting stuff of tech. We have all the things you want to know that won't bog you down too heavy. We got a little heavy story today, and after Mark's buy of the week, Please stick with us because we have some amazing information that is going to knock you over. Plus, a really great Mother's Day gift. So, how you doing, Mark? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I just want to mention we can uh, people can find us on multiple sources like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, a number of different places. If you want to listen to the show, well, that's where they're listening to us right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we don't know where they're listening technically, but yes. So, thank you for that, and thank you for finding us. Uh, Okay. So, when I saw this story, Marcia. I went, this is all about you, without a doubt. What do you always say about gold? Gold is best. Gold, gold is absolutely is best. best, yes. Okay. <laughs> and were you were you a Wii fan? I can't remember. I, I still have my Wii hooked okay. up. I love my Wii. I miss Wii bowling. I can't convince Kurt to move the living room table so we can do Wii bowling. I love Wii. I think it's a great game. Yeah, well, well, this story is really interesting. Apparently, uh, there is a Wii twenty-four karat gold console made well, 24 for twenty-four karat. I would assume it's plated, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, it says twenty-four karat gold. It doesn't say plated, so I don't know. And when you hear the price, maybe it is twenty-four karat gold. I don't uh, know. It does say on the eBay uh, sale that it's a twenty-four karat gold Nintendo Wii. Must be yeah. heavy as hell. I would expect. I mean, this was made for the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, you have an opportunity to buy it on eBay now. For Marsha, is it still three hundred thousand? Is that where it's out on eBay? It's three hundred thousand. There's no bid. Three hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a collector who goes by Donnie is selling it. Um, he listed it that apparently in two thousand nine, the video game company THQ, which was a I think they're now out of business, if I remember correctly. They are. They're out of business. Uh, Made the console for the Queen to promote the launch of big family game lines. Uh, He bought the Wii, didn't say how much he paid for it, uh, but he kept it low profile apparently for a couple of years. And now he says, when I get home, I don't get to spend a lot of me time, so I'd like to take the step and move on. Um, So he's looking to to sell this. and you know, did you did you make your offer yet? Did you bid on? It? Uh, no, I did not. But because I already have a Wii, you know, yeah, and but you don't I don't have want a gold, gold one. Wii. But as I look at it, I mean, it's spectacular. The pictures he's taken on the eBay auction, he holds it kind of like I do when I deal with collector coins. Right. Um, I in white gloves. I mean, it's absolutely stunning. Absolutely. I mean, it has a little wear on it, but what really impressed me is on the bottom of the Wii console, because, you know, it's like a little vertical box. Yeah. Um, they, of course, have little stickums so it doesn't mar the furniture. 
So you know for sure this has been used and placed at the palace. You can see little scratch marks on the <laughs> okay, you... on on the handset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the pictures were amazing that he shared. Now I don't know who's going to buy it, but I think if he keeps it up on eBay for long enough, he will get an offer because it's being featured in a documentary coming up. Oh, is it really? Oh, interesting. Yes. So now. He doesn't mention, I don't think, right, whether the queen actually played the game. Nobody knows exactly what the queen does. I know. Just her ladies in waiting and the people in the palace. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But somebody Uh, definitely did use it because it obviously has a few scratches and has a little wear. But he has the documentation for it. And, yeah, it's going to be featured in a new... uh, um, it's been a lot of press articles. You can Google Queen Elizabeth's Wii and found a, find a lot on it. Yeah, that's a really and funny story. they will be shipping it to you, and it's only, only $300,000. That's it. It's a minor amount of money for a gold. Yeah, but gold I gold. will bet he will sell it. And um, So there's no bids right now? No, and, and I think as the author of eBay for Dummies, he I've did absolutely that. the right thing. Uh, please buy a copy. Tenth edition is out now. Um, <laughs> he put a price out it because it's so unique. That's a little outlandish. There is the make offer button, so you right. would be willing, if you wanted it, to make an offer. Now, I would never insult an eBay seller. Okay, I give you ten dollars. You know, right. like so it's when you're a seller and you get that kind of thing, you just want to shoot the person at the other end. It's just I'm upsetting sure. as hell. So but, for somebody um, that's, well, I was going to say, yeah. for somebody that's asking 300000 which who knows where that number came from, what is a reasonable offer to make? Well, it depends on how much buzz happens um, with an upcoming, you know, documentary. Right. That depends. If it stays the way it is, and just a few articles here and there in the internet, I would say he'd probably get a quarter of a million. You don't even know what the oh, weight of the okay. gold itself is. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you can ask so, questions. Yeah, th- but, yeah, those are questions I'd definitely ask. But I don't think he would want to take it apart because because it could damage it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So Pretty cool and looking he, thing, I have His to say. website is consolevariations.com. And good luck, Donnie. Yeah, good luck. Hey, hope you get whatever you can get for the thing. That's that's right? pretty cool. Uh, we, we may have to have a stern talking to, by the way, with uh, Popular Mechanics Magazine, because I was looking at an issue, and on the cover, it says, Conspiracy theorists don't wear tinfoil hats. Now, do you think they're coming after us because of the tech radio tinfoil hats? No, I mm. really don't think so. And it's right. so sad I, what that magazine has come to, I can yeah. tell you. <laughs> it used to be a good magazine. So many of these magazines, like Discovery and... Uh, right. It's yeah. sad. Just sad. Right. I as see long as they're in, not coming after in us. In the dentist office and such. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, that was interesting. Uh, okay, so let us know if you plan to make a bid on the uh, tin... Uh, not the tinfoil hats, on the... Uh, uh, Nintendo, the gold Nintendo, because we'd like to have Okay, it. so Elon, our, yeah. our BFF, 
has had bad news and good news. Why don't you roll out with the good news first? All right. So apparently SpaceX was planning to launch their SN-15 Mars rocket prototype soon. Originally, it was supposed to come in the the next few days. Apparently, they had four successful test flights of the uh, prototype, but they all landed in a dramatic explosion during the landing phase. So they got it off the ground, but the landing didn't go so well. So apparently they've got a new one, again, their new version, S9, uh, SN15. Uh, they've conducted high-altitude tests of the prototype, uh, SN8 and SN11, and they plan major upgrades into the 15. So now they're hoping that they can get the thing up, the, up in the air and then land it safely as opposed to it blowing up. And I know, Marcia, that's important to you because you're planning to go on the Mars mission. Not so, a chance. Uh, but the yeah, interesting uh, thing is Elon tweeted that the SN-15 rolls to the launch pan. So I want to share something with our listeners. As somebody who's been, has worked with NASA and I've spent a good deal of time at Kennedy Space Center, when he say rolls to launch pad, I want you to know what it rolls on. You must have thought, how do they roll it to the launch pad? How does this happen? It's kind of through it. Well, first of all, that building, that iconic building that you always see that has that tall tower in the middle is the vehicle assembly building. So that's tall. So it's standing up on its butt. (laughs) And there is the most giant picture, a dining room table. Okay. So the top platform is where the rocket is placed. And underneath, on the leg side, are giant treads and wheels that I would say are about 20 feet tall. (laughs) They are huge. This thing crawls at zero seconds per minute. I mean, it is the slowest thing ever. But it is a most impressive, and it's still the same one that they've used because there's really no better way to get it to the launch place. And you want I have to tell you something I learned at NASA, which you're going to love. You know how they always say, uh, so many seconds till launch, so many seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they count down how how long it's been in the air, mm-hmm. right, from the moment it launches. Do you know how that is done? No clue. Legit. There is a spring <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> of the launch pad that wow. is pushed down by the rocket. Once it lifts off, the clock starts. Oh, That's it. It's a spring. That's really I mean, there's funny. so many basic science things in NASA that, you know, not everything is high science and it's all innovated and great uses of things that, you know, don't often cost that much. Wow. Now, you, when you've been to these space launches, is the r- ground rumble as the uh, yes. rocket takes off? Well, yeah. where the media area is, well, there's two media areas. There's one on a beach. Your body kind of rumbles from the sound. I bet. But the main one where the big clock is, there's usually a grandstand set up a little further back from the clock. And then there's water. And then you see that launch pad. And when you see it launch from there, you can feel the ground, even though it's separated by water. Now, is this indoors or outdoors that you're saying? This is outdoors. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Two in the morning. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Oh God. I'll watch it on the news. Yeah. And and if you miss the bus, you miss the bus. You're dead. But the SpaceX launches usually happen in a different spot. And that one, you stand on a beach. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, maybe. (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, it, it's and that one you feel in your body. And the darker it is, the more blinding it is. It, yeah, it's, sure. it's really an amazing experience, but more amazing is going to NASA. And there are tours, I'm sure, that will start up eventually again. And I I'm highly sure. recommend that everybody go because it's fascinating. So just to throw in here, without burning up too much time, um, SpaceX had a little bit of a problem because NASA suspended their $2.9 billion lander contract. Yeah, pocket change for them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Well, but you know, Elon, I'm liking Elon more and more these days. I got oh, to tell you. you used to hate he, him. I did. You, I did. You were not I a did, fan. I did. But he's reminding me more of the days when we all were at the beginning of PayPal and, yeah, by the way, he's hosting Saturday Night Live tonight. Just you know, so you I know. saw something that was interesting, and I didn't read the actual story, but it said something about that Saturday Night Live will not force the members of the cast to hang with him. And I and I didn't see the whole story, and I don't know what that's all about, but I thought that was kind of Yeah, odd. just ignore it. It's politics, and that's not for tech radio. <laughs> yeah. That's pure politics, okay? So that was let's interesting. Move yeah, I, and I didn't know move what on. the story was. And uh, so anyway, he lost the contract because the GAO has looked at another bill, a bid from another company. Okay. And the other company said, mm, you really look, ought to look deeper at our bid, Dianetics. Um, and that's by Blue Origin. And Blue Origin is, oh, 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 who is it? Is that... Uh, who is Blue Origin? Is that Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin? Mm, doesn't sound familiar. I'm not sure. Not sure. Not sure. But anyway, so they're kind of duking it out because wow. Congress gave the agency $850 million of the $3.3 billion it requested to procure two lunar landers. Okay. So they got to look at budget. They got to look at the tech. And, yeah, Blue Origin's dying. I you know, could that be Richard Branson's Blue Origin? Yeah, I think it no, is. No idea. Not well, sure. You said Dianetics. Wasn't Dianetics that company? That Di- was very Dianetics. Oh, Dianetics, not Dianetics. That was that was that weird company that got into all kinds of trouble a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, don't okay. remember. Don't not worry the same about one. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. Well, I guess they're not. They're going to have to wait on their two point nine billion moon lander. Yeah. Too bad, eh? But no, I did find. A fascinating story that I want everybody to know about. Okay. Because if you don't know about it, you're not going to get in on it. And this is the FCC received a lot of money, a lot of money, to subsidize $50 per month in broadband subsidies. Now, it's not only for people who have low income, but people who've lost income during the pandemic, oh, which a lot nice. of people have. Mm-hmm. Um, as of May 12th, eligible households will be able to enroll in the program, and I'll give you some more on it. But just so you know, the website is getemergencybroadband.org, and it will be hosted by the FCC. Well, that's nice. So May 12th is when it starts. Um, I mean, not only $50 a month but tribal lands can get up to $75 a month. Yeah, it also great. will provide a one-time discount of up to $100 on a computer or tablet for eligible households. 
So this is important. You're going to want to – oh, Congress provided $3.2 billion for the subsidies and is pending legislation to add another $6 billion. Now, yeah. whether you or I or anybody thinks that's too much or enough or whatever, uh, it's no, going to be there. So yeah. go Until it to, runs out. Right. Until the money so runs go out. to the website. Um, and on that website, there's a link to click, Do I Qualify?, and if you are in Medicaid, Social Se- Supplemental Security Income, public personal, uh, public housing assistance, or veterans and survivors pensions, tribal lands, had a substantial loss of income since February 29th, 2020, with a total household income in 2020 or below 99000 for single filers and 198000 for joint filers. That's a lot of people. So if you've experienced a significant loss, check it out. Um, Lots of people who get benefits for school breakfast program, the USDA community eligibility provisions, um, existing, just go. Because if you qualify, $50 a month towards your broadband will save you a lot of money. And that's at getemergencybroadband.org starting May 12th. Wow. Okay. Or, I mean, you uh, can go check it out now. It's not like it's a blank page. No, no, So you no, can no, see if you a, qualify. That's a, that's a good deal. Um, so did you, um, did you invest in Bitcoin? No, but I found this story freaking yeah. fascinating. Okay, so long story short, the administrator of a website called Bitcoin Fog, which was basically a place where you could do Bitcoin transactions, split them up different mm-hmm. ways – uh, hide from the government, you know, do all the things that right. one wants to do, I guess, when you're selling and buying Bitcoin. Right. Um, they, the IRS got him. Now, this is just like Al Capone. This is genius. Um, according to court records here in Los Angeles, and they charged him with laundering more than 1.2 million Bitcoin which is worth $336 million at the time of the payments over 10 years that mm-hmm. he re- allegedly allegedly ran the site Bitcoin Fog. Now, that's interesting. But what's even more interesting is I don't know how, know, how much you know about blockchain, but Very everybody little. says yeah. blockchain is definitely a way for security. You can't lose things if it's on a blockchain because it bounces off, data is held in different places, data lives forever. But there you go, folks. All of a sudden, your crypto is not as safe as you thought it was. Because the mere fact of the blockchain is what they used to defeat him. I mean, legitimately, it was follow the money. And they went over 10 years worth of blockchain. They found where every penny went, where it came from. Um, based on tracing the financial traction, uh, transactions, they identified home address, phone number, um, other people. Blockchain keeps the transactions alive forever. So remember, it's always follow the money, but now... All of a sudden, blockchain is no longer the safe thing that you yeah, once thought it was. That's interesting. You, you know, if you're moving money in bad for bad reasons or to avoid the government, 
Mm, no. And this is why the government is asking for more information from banks. You may have noticed your bank has asked you more questions or they want more identification information. This is why. And this is why you can't take out giant bundles of cash right. anymore. So huh. just well, so you know, my, the blockchain yeah, has all the info. I was going to say, my bit, my uh, my plan is that when Jersey Mike's, the subway, you know, the submarine sandwich place, starts taking Bitcoin, then I'll consider buying Bitcoin. But until they can take it at the sub place. Oh, I, I thought you were going to consider buying Jersey Mike's. Uh, well, that would be a good idea, too. I wouldn't well, the cost that. of Bitcoin, if you're really... Yeah, if, if I had bought it, uh, what, 10 years ago. Um, and what was the guy? Do you know the guy's name that allegedly invented Bitcoin? It's, I can't. A, it's a Japanese guy. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you because one of my big deals, one of my big questions is on the ship short, a chip shortage yeah. that is affecting everything, including cars. They can't build cars fast enough because of it. You came up with something which I didn't know about. Tell us about it. Well, uh, Newegg, who's been around a long time, and they're a very good company. Um, and, they, you know, they're, if you don't know who they are, they're an online retailer where you can buy a ton of different you know, electronics and multiple TVs, other things that you can buy from them. And apparently because of the coin, uh, the uh, graphic card shortage, it was very, it's very difficult to get it. So they came up with what they have as a shuffle, what they call the new egg shuffle. It's a raffle system. Apparently on average, a hundred thousand people participate in each event. So, you, you know, you're not in there with 12 other people. It's a lot of people. They uh, implemented the Which system. Which just over- shows you how popular new egg is and how trusted they are. Oh, yeah, they are. They're a good company. Um, They started it over three months ago to help consumers land in-demand items like PlayStation 5 and, of course, now graphic cards. Uh, They get rid of the first-come, first-serve approach, and they try to give everyone an equal shot at getting the graphic cards. Um, So Monday through Friday— Well, it does away with the first-come, first-serve Right, yeah, that's what I said. It does away with that. Um, Monday through Friday between 9 a.m. and 12 a.m., Pacific time, Newegg customers can enter the raffle for various graphic cards. Uh, once that selection window closes, the retailer will draw win- winners on the same day and notify them by mail. You then have two, usually a two-hour window to go in and complete your purchase. So you got to make sure that you're checking your email if you've done that. So, so this uh, is about email, not mail. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, right, no, they, yeah, it's email. You got to check. They your send email. you a postcard. <laughs> yeah, right. Which, yeah, 14 days later, you receive. Um, and the person that was talking about this article said he was unable to, to, he never won an auction. He ultimately did just keep trying and trying and trying. And eventually he found, um, a graphics card. And apparently that's kind of what you have to do at this point. Uh, but you know, people are in there trying to do this and they're, it's successfully landing it in certain cases. I don't know how many, you know, if there's a hundred thousand people there and they are offering 12, um, graphics cards, your odds are pretty slim in getting it. But, you know, it's worth a shot. All you got to do is sign up. It's free to sign up for that. And they restock on Thursday or Fridays and try it. Again, it's called the New Egg Shuffle. And if you're interested in that, you know, this is probably Marsh is forcing people, instead of upgrading their uh, own graphics cards, to go buy computers because they're already in the computer. Yeah, and if you find this at all fascinating, uh, on Twitter it's hashtagging as New Egg Shuffle. So yeah, take Egg a look Shuffle, at yeah. that and you'll see people's sad stories. Yeah. So it's, it's before an, you do your buy of the week, I have yeah. something uh, very serious. Yeah. The eternal question was mm-hmm. solved, the science eternal question solved by yeah. a science fair project. 
And that's do cats' tushes really touch all the surfaces in your home? Because remember your mom, if you had a cat, oh, your cat's dragging its butt all over your house. Uh, I've never had a cat. I'm a dog person, so I've never Well, we love both, so. Yeah, I know you do. Anyway, you know, and people think, you know, did my cat's butt really just make contact with my toothbrush? So anyway, (laughs) long story short... The science project, and it's great because it was a science project, and they had the big three-panel boards just like you had when you were in school. Right. Oh, I remember these, yeah. Right. And the high school kids used bright red non-toxic lipstick on the posterior of two well-behaved cats. The cats were given a series of commands, including sit, stand, wait, lie down, and jump up. And they were compensated with praise and treats. Um, they were allowed to be around the house for a little while. And once they could, collected the necessary data, they used a baby wipe to clean things up. And then they examined the scene. Here's the answer. Long and medium-haired cats' butts make no contact with soft or hard surfaces at all. Short-haired Haired cats made no contact on hard surfaces, but they did see evidence of a slight lipstick smear on the soft bedding surface. So if you have a short-haired cat, they may be lying on a pile of laundry, an unmade bed, or, yeah, their butt may touch those surfaces. But they're not touching your toothbrush or your hard surfaces or things like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, But the deal is long-haired cats, good to go. So (laughs) this is very important to me because we may be, we may be adopting a kitten this weekend. Um, I'm testing out a website. I'll let you all know about it called getyourpet.com, which is a pet site, which allows people to rehome animals if they can't afford to keep them anymore or if they get an apartment and they can't. So that I'll let you know more about it. So Mark, let's uh, have the buy of the week. Well, before we do that, I was going to say, do, if you're going to get a pet, do it from a rescue, you know, do well, do, do, now, I have another thing or rehoming it's called Mark or, or the same concept. Rescues but. have changed a whole lot in the past 10 right. years. And, uh, I'm not even sure. They're, they're a little different. I am anymore? not personally ever going to fill out a seven page application to adopt a cat. You have <laughs> yeah. no idea what rescues have turned into a whole yeah, other story. Maybe. I don't even know if uh, you can but buy But they a, are a, kind a, people and they do love pets. Oh, they do, but yeah. getyourpet.com seems a more direct thing where the pet can stay with the existing owner until they find a new owner and they make this, the transfer. It, it, yeah. it impressed me. I don't even know if they still – do they still sell dogs, cats in like Petco or did they stop doing that? Well, they didn't sell – as far as I can remember in the past five years, rescues would come in on a Saturday with dogs and kitties – and have them up for adoption. They would okay. have adoption things in the Petco's. Interesting. Okay. Well, good. They didn't say. All right. So anyway, this is now the time of the show where we search the planets, the universe, and Best Buy for the buy of the week. Thank you, Hans. Um, we've talked a lot about cameras and should you have them in your home? Should you have them outside of your home? And Marsha and I agree on this. You don't need cameras inside of your home. You don't need cameras. Yeah, facing once the bad you. people are in, forget it. 
Yeah, you don't you don't want people, you know, and if you have an Amazon, uh, you know, an Echo or something like that, which have a camera, cover up your camera. You don't need people looking at you. But conversely, outdoor cameras, I think, are a really good idea. And if you watch Law & Order, you know that they always catch everybody because there's a camera in every window. Uh, so Blink, which is one of the manufacturers of outdoor cameras, they have their outdoor five camera kit. It's wireless, weather-resistant. It has an HD security camera. comes with a two-year battery life, so there's no wiring, no uh, you know, plugging it in. It'll work for two years, and it comes with motion detection. So it gives you the ability to put cameras around five cameras, and it's pretty sufficient to probably cover most people's homes. You know, you put them near your front door, you put them near your back door, and you put them around the side of the house and such, and it will record everything for you. There's a uh, an annual fee that they charge for storing, uh, and it's not too expensive to do that, but uh, it does give you the ability to make sure you, you can keep the stuff, and if somebody breaks into your house or attempts to, or frankly, as a deterrent, if they see a camera, they're probably less likely likely to do something. You know, we talk about porch pirates, which are these people that run around after Amazon has dropped off a package and they steal your merchandise. So this gives you the ability to actually record what's going on or see what's going on. And of course you can see it on your phone. So you can monitor your house from your phone, no matter where you are. And a lot of these like ring, for example, and I'm sure other ones, you can actually talk to the person that comes to your front door and they don't know whether you're home or not. So what Uh, is this blink camp kit? going to cost people well it's normally on sale for or not on sale normally it sells for 379.99 that's for five cameras but it's on sale at best buy for 279.99 today so you can get it for 100 bucks off the regular price and again it will come with uh, five cameras and all you have to do is kind of put them up there high enough to uh not let anybody pull them down uh and no installation so again and it also comes with a two-year battery life uh there are Almost 2,000 reviews here, and it got a f- almost a four and a half out of five, 4.4 out of five stars. So, again, wow. it's the Blink Outdoor 5 Cam Camera Kit. It's available, and let me give you the model number. It's uh, B086DKGCFP, or just simply go to Best Buy and look for the Blink Outdoor Cam- Camera great, Kit. And again, great, you can great get it for $279.99, and that is our buy of the week. Uh, so, good luck with that one. Okay, so. I was really into the air tags. I was kind of pissed that they they uh, copied tile. <laughs> that was just it. Yeah. I was kind of pissed because they did yeah. it, but it seems that Apple did it in a different way. And before I get into the dangers, one of the problems with tile is that it's a two way connection. The air tag only works in one direction. That's phone to tracker. Mm-hmm. Tile supports tracker to phone as well. So, you know, I'm saying if your phone ringer is turned off, things like that, it's it's better to have two-way right. communication. Right. Um, you can only use it on an iPhone, even if you have an NFC-equipped phone, because that's, uh, uh, what's his name's walled garden. So there's that. You have to use Tile. And... It's keychain unfriendly. Um, it's just a little disc. To be able to put it on a keychain or hang it on anything, you have to buy <laughs> a separate case for it. And the cheapest ones on Amazon run about 13 bucks. So there, there is a hole in the corner for a key ring, 
and you could use a zip tie if you wanted, but you know, Apple people, they ain't going to do that. No, then no, for sure. The worst thing that I found out for those of you who don't know how it works, it doesn't work from the initial phone that sent out the signal to find the object. It has a connection with every iPod, every iPad, every iPhone Mm -hmm. that is around it. So basically, any of them, uh, Apple has a name for the network. I forget what it's called. I remember I'll tell you in a minute. But anyway, um, it pairs with every device around it, which, yeah, that's good in theory because you're going to be able to find it. But the Center for Domestic Abuse has found another way it can be used, and this is bad. The National Network to End Domestic Violence I mean, they're a leading nonprofit, and they sit on the board of Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Uber. Um, representatives say that while AirTags are cheap, easy to use, they're also worry- a worrisome surveillance tool that could be leveraged by an abuser to discreet- discreetly track a partner. An AirTag simply needs to be slipped into someone's bag or jacket pocket or yeah, the good. inside lining of something or in the hem of a skirt to track that person. Now, indeed, after 72 hours, the AirTag will emit a noise saying that it's been disconnected from the compute, the iPhone it, on Apple's Find My Network, you know, the original iPhone. Right. But if somebody lives with an abuser, you know, and they're going away to try to set up help or to set up getting away from them or something like that, they come home every night. And it makes the connection again, which sets up another 72-hour thing. And the, this is, you know, they Apple claims that that 72-hour thing discourages stalking. But like I said, if somebody is living with somebody, they come back and refresh the connection every night. So I'm not real happy. I'm also not real happy that my stuff would be... And it's not an issue for me because I'm never going to use it. I didn't use Tile because I don't care. (laughs) I can use Find My Device on Google, which only works if you have location permission set on. And it will, even if your phone's died, it'll tell you the last place they saw your phone. Yeah. If you've you've approved that. But no, there's no approving here. You have to join that network. Now, you can disable it. But you can go on your phone and just join this network. <sighs> I'm not happy, Camper. There's an interesting article. You can read about it in Fast Company on how Apple AirTags could enable domestic abuse in terrifying yeah, ways. And I, I suggest you good. read this. This is and warn people who are in these situations. You know, it reminds me, a couple of months ago on Shark Tank, they had um, a woman had created a cover for a drink, and I, I wish I could remember the name of the company. I don't know yes, what it was. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, and it it was so that when a woman is in a bar, or it could be a man, I suppose, as well, um, you don't get roofied. When you turn around to see something, someone slips something in your drink. It was kind of a covering for your drink, so nobody could put anything in your drink, and I thought that was a really smart idea. 
That is. Um, that is. Yeah. So now you uh, came up with a story, and I am so glad because I was worried that Google didn't have enough money. Yeah, I know you. I know you've been sending them money because you were worried that. They yeah, were a little donation here and there. You know? It was very nice of you. They to have do a that. GoFundMe, don't they? Yeah, yeah, the Google GoFundMe page, exactly. <laughs> well, apparently, during the pandemic, Google has been saving over a billion dollars a year by working from home. A billion for working from home. Their last quarter, they saved two hundred and sixty-eight million dollars, uh, which would be about a bill. That's where the billion dollars comes. And apparently it's uh, many of the costs that came with hiring thousands of workers uh, allowed the company not to do that. You know, they're notorious at Google for cool stuff, perks like massage tables and catered cuisine, corporate retreats. Yeah, all they kinds ha- of cool they're stuff. putting the food back in now, but now it's cafeteria style. It's, well, right. it's not exactly. the fancy stuff. And, yeah. you know, I think this is appropriate. I really don't think employees need private masseuses because really? my masseuse used to Seems work like, for Google. I mean, yeah, it's just, like it's ridiculous. Me. Yeah. Now, Mark, wow. we're talking about running a business here. Oh, um, whatever, Marsha. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think this is a good thing. And I think maybe they could use that money to put more security into products well, to help, nice, help the homeless, give the homeless some maybe Google pixel phones. Just yep. saying, there's a lot of things that can be done. Yep. One point, what is it? Over a billion. It was one point six billion. It's a crazy amount of money, yeah, and exactly. they're making more money than ever. So there you go. All right, uh, just a couple of quick. We don't have a lot of time yet, but just a couple of quick tips to do and not do if you're trying to get scratches off your uh, screen. You have some kind of scratch, then you can. There's a couple of ways you can do it. Um, one of the the myths so far is. Use toothpaste. Um, well, it doesn't work so well for toothpaste. It might work on well on a plastic screen protector, but not on the actual screen itself. Well, the idea was to take, you know, uh, an earplug, uh, not a, what do they call the things you stick in your ears. I just went blank on their names. Q-tip. Take a Q-tip and put toothpaste and rub it off. That doesn't work so well. Uh, erasers, you know, just like pencil erasers, uh, if you rub the scratch left and right with the eraser about 60 seconds, rub it up and down for about 60 seconds, uh, the friction softens the eraser and it fills the, cra- the scratch. So apparently an eraser can work while trying to fix your screen. Uh, car products don't work. You know, you can't buff up your computer, uh, your, your phone screen by doing that, uh, although it does make a nice shine to your screen. Baking soda uh, apparently baking soda could damage your device. Uh, it makes your screen again shiny, but be careful that it doesn't damage your device. Somebody came up with the idea of coconut oil. Uh-uh, that doesn't work either. Uh, like petroleum jelly, which was the other one, it just makes your phone slippery. So Corn I have starch- a question. Yeah. I have a question. Most of the phones I get already have a protective glass thing. Yeah. You can see it on, right. on the phone. And they're on there pretty good. I couldn't imagine that you could get it off. Now, if you've got a scratch and it's in there, can they take off those pre-installed protectors and put on a new one, or are you SOL? 
Now, are you talking about one that's actually physically attached to the phone? It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's not something. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, they can certainly do that. They can take it off because when your screen breaks, they come in mm-hmm. and they open the phone and they replace the screen. So I suspect they can do yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm talking about can they separate it from the screen? I, I was really curious about that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and I mean, by Apple... the way, for those of you who care, I will be reviewing the OnePlus 9 Pro next week. Okay. Interesting new phone. All right. The last one that, by the way, doesn't work. A banana. Don't ask me who came up with the idea of rubbing a banana on your screen to get rid yeah. of scratches, but no, that don't work. Uh, it creates a mess, apparently, that's hard to remove. So there's a, in an answer. The eraser is about the only one that came up there that made any sense at all. Uh, <laughs> you know, otherwise, I, I think you probably want to keep a screen, as I do, I keep a, uh, a Zag screen protector over my phone. So that, you know, if, if something happens and it breaks, it's the screen protector, not your screen that does that. Okay, uh, so Mark, we've of... just got about uh, five minutes left. Yeah. So I got to throw in this thing and I didn't get it free. I bought it at a store for yeah, Mother's Day next week from Amazon. I just wish they made them for a double outlet. You know, when do you have four plugs in it? Right. They make right. one for a, okay, what this is, is a white cover. For a power outlet, let's say you have one in the kitchen, your kitchen is white, or you have one in the living room, your walls are white, and you've got these ugly black cords hanging around that look dreadful. So this plugs in to the power outlet. Right now, it's just the two uh, plug outlets. And it's white, and it has a white, flat, thick cable that goes to a mini power bar with three outlets. So there's the toaster, the coffee pot. You know, you can plug it all in. It comes with little stickum on it, so you can put it right to the edge of your counter. Nobody even sees it. I put it on the top of my backsplash. It looks stunning. Mm. I got it on an intro sale, but they run about twenty three bucks, and it's an ultra thin electrical outlet cover made by Sleek Socket, and. This is not a paid announcement. It's fabulous. Uh, and the one I got, uh, $23.95 for a three-foot cable, which is perfect for the kitchen counter. They have an eight-foot version for $33.95 and a six-foot version uh, with an integrated surge protector. So if you want it for electronics. But no more ugly black cords. I think this is brilliant. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Great. Great gift for mom because you know she doesn't like those black cords all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are you watching anything on movies? Yeah, I, I just keep, you know, I've been watching my Grey's Anatomy with the best soap opera ever made. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a new one that just came out that's going to be on Apple TV or is on Apple TV. Called, Do you remember a movie called The Mosquito Coast? It came out about 20 years ago. Uh, Vaguely. Okay, well, this is a new TV series that uh, apparently Justin Thoreau, who used to be married to Jennifer Aniston, uh, is the star of it. And it is apparently it was his, I think, uncle who wrote the original film about 20-plus years ago. And it's getting very, very good reviews. So if you're looking for something, if you happen to have Apple TV and you're looking for something good to watch, because I'm always looking for something good to watch, um, that's available now on Apple uh, TV. You know, the downside of some of these streaming services is always now that we're so used to the Netflix of being able to, you know, binge stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of these things only come out weekly. Well, it's killing go, hey. me because they do that. I love it when they drop like three in a row. 
at yeah, least. Exactly. Well, yeah, they've done that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do that uh, every week. It's like watching a movie for an hour and a half. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, last night Have you been last... watching For All Mankind? No, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Oh, I watched great. A, I love it. You know, a little bit great. of that. And I could not get into that. But there's some there's some really good stuff out there to watch right now. And uh, new season of The Mandalorian will be coming probably the beginning of next year. Um, and if you didn't watch Mandalorian on the Disney Channel, that's a really good show. Uh, very, very impressed with uh, with that show. So that was that was a lot of fun. And then otherwise, last night was the last MacGyver, if you were watching MacGyver, and had a really nice ending to the show. You know, it's always nice when you, one of your favorite shows goes off the air and you want the last episode to be good. And it was a good last episode, so, so that was fun. And uh, movie-wise, I haven't watched anything really new lately on the movie era. Um, other than I talked about King Kong, which I enjoyed, and I know Kurt didn't, and... Uh, <laughs> What's the other one? It was King Kong, and there was another one. Uh, and Michael B. Jordan, by the way, has a new film. And that's going to be coming up on Netflix fairly soon. Um, and it's a Jack Ryan, I think, mystery, which I think Tom Cruise originally did those. So, uh, so far, so good. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. I really, you know, I just really haven't seen anything great on TV going. And for some reason, they've skipped a week. Maybe it's because of the Emmys. Nobody watched the uh, Oscars. Did you watch the Oscars? You know what? I sped through it, Ugh. and it Ugh. took me about Ugh. 20 minutes to go through the three hours. I was thoroughly bored by it. Um, and-, and I have to give you a quote by Bill Maher, only I'm not going to quote it exactly. He said, the Oscars used to be about people celebrating great movies. Now it's about celebrities celebrating themselves. Yeah, so that's it. Hey, everybody, be safe. Uh, don't drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. Have a great week. So this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen. We love having you with us every week on Tech Radio, Consumer and Technology, Computer and Technology Radio. Please join us again next week and subscribe. Press that like button. See you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.